Parry Talks, welcome back. If you're watching this, it's probably been a little little while. I've had a bit of a bit of a break. Uni's been a bit taxing, but we're back with a big ting. A big ting. Cheers. Got brother Nerve from Brizzy in. How's it going, ladies Good, and gentlemen? <laughs> and I thought you were asking me. And Parry. How are you going? <laughs> it's obnoxious for me to think that a guest actually cares about my well being sometimes. <laughs> How's your weekend, bro? Uh big. New, Newcastle, Sydney, shows back to back, a lot of sweat, a lot of just messy business. Tears and blood. Yeah, pretty much. How was how are those shows? It's obviously the first Mama's Boy tour shows. Yeah. Did they so, live up to their expectations or exceed? Yeah, it was mad. Newcastle was crazy. The venue was awesome. They made us fried chicken and stuff. <laughs> um, crowd was sick. They're just really happy to have anybody in Newcastle. So I was like, let's do it. Yeah. I ended up doing doing a shoey when I was doing the meet and greets. And like, man, yeah, shoeys are something else. Eh? What do you think, eats or act? I think it's eats, but like, depends what you've been doing in the shoes before the shoey. Fair. So like, I was like, yeah, I'm ready for this. Like, I'm about to drink out of a shoe, whatever. But then as you're downing it, you can smell your sock. Because I've just been on stage for an hour, yeah. sweating my ass off, and then yeah, there's video of it. We can send it to you. What? Sh- you need what <laughs> <laughs> Let the kids find it themselves. Yeah, right, um, yeah. what, what what shoe was it? The shoe I'm wearing right now. <laughs> yeah, Max. What is this? Two seventy. Is there a peak shoe to do a shoey out of? Do you think? I reckon the best shoey to do a shoey out of would be a, a, a high top Doc Martin. <laughs> that would be the shit. Proper closure as well. Not many gaps. Yeah. No leakage either. You could do a. You could do a. You could do a jug. You could do a yeah. whole jug out of a Doc Martin. You could. Yeah. No. Oh, here we go. Hey, bro. Hey. How you doing? Yeah, good. Good. Fuck. That's good. <laughs> Keep it awkward. Don't tell them what happened. Um, and then Sydney on Saturday, so the bender of shows. Yeah, Sydney was. How was that? Fucking ridiculous, at the Chippo. Yeah. And it was like, man, at the end of it, the walls were dripping. I got down to my boxes. Smack got down to his undies. Nookie was naked at one point. Um, man. That was a that was a crazy show. Yeah, monumental yeah, show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Sydney's always had a sort of a love for nerve as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sydney has this weird obsession with Australian hip hop anyway, so it's always been a hub, especially in this part of Sydney too. Yeah, I think there's a lot of people that are heavily involved in shaping what the scene is in Sydney. Yeah. So obviously, you know, when I meet them, I get along with them. Yeah. And there's just always people here that are kind of excited to hear about new young artists and cultivate them yeah that's why i always like coming here and i've always like every time i come here i meet someone new and go to the studio with them and make music yeah exactly. and that's like all i want to do so yeah it's all it's always mad coming to sydney yeah, yeah. and and half of your collaborators are here as well yeah exactly so yeah. it's home it's home away from home. yeah it's it is it's a, it's only you know it's only a cheap flight away <laughs> yeah yeah it's good man i um, coming here let's take it back so we talk about Sydney. What about Brizzy? What's it like growing up in Brizzy? What's the scene like in Brizzy? What's what's Brisbane like? Brisbane coming is up? Brisbane's chill. There's not too much happening in Brizzy. I feel. I mean, like I do want more happening in Brizzy, but I also kind of like being able to duck away from everything and just mm. go back home and kind of do my thing. Yeah. Um, I think Brizzy has got uh, 
Brizzy's got a a lot of stuff going on, but it's not necessarily all happening together. Mm. It's a lot of different little pockets that seem to be doing their own sort of thing. And for whatever reason, that's just how it is. Fuck these guys out here, What the fuck? (laughs) I've never... Someone's plumbing. Let's see how long that lasts. Yeah. If no, not, they'll be right. I'll, I'll just be able talk to, really loud. No, we'll be able to master that anyway yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I've worry. had noisy I'm shit happen. I'm an audio engineer, bro. I'll get it. <laughs> um, nah. Well, one of my favorite stories was fucking they shot the champion for the chill champion music video here. Yeah. I mean, not for champion, fuck, freedom. Yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm just interviewing this DJ who has like no real fucking idea of what's going on. And they're blasting this song. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? I walk downstairs, just chill, dress up in this like grandpa costume I'm like yeah. what the fuck is going on yeah, like, I'm trying right. to do like this intimate podcast with this like really like technical house DJ I'm like this is fucked it was good but the story yeah the gladi <laughs> that's what happens at the gladi bro yeah um so where did all like what was your first say like rap memory or music memory where it's just vivid like this is actually sort of fucking sick sort of happening I mean like my first show was mad I played to like 50 people and I was just like I remember when I started and when I was making, writing music and making beats, all I wanted was like, if I get to rap in front of 10 people and they like it, I'll be able to die happy. Mm. And then like I did that and I was like, I want to do something bigger. And then I'll die, like it's always just a bigger thing. Yeah. Um, So like my first show was mad. First ever show, I like rapped in front of like 50 people and then some like there were, I I signed like three CDs. Because someone was just like, I remember this German backpacker like taking my CD and being like, can you sign it? And I was like, what the hell? I don't even have a signature yeah. at this point. <laughs> sign initials. Signed it and they were like, this is going to be worth a million dollars in like 10 years. And I was like, cool. Yeah, mad. That's a bit of inspiration. That's cool. Yeah. That yeah, was good. Backpackers are crazy. They are, bro. Um, oh, um, so the first show, what was it like? What were you rapping about then? What were your raps like then? They were like super, super, super verbose. Like way too complex syllables or like words for like anyone listening to really digest quickly like i was like heavily influenced by aesop rock and Mm. lp um and they're just like white dudes that talk too much kind of thing so like no (laughs) so fucking shit to say they're mad artists and i love them but i was just like reading yeah reading heaps of books always had a dictionary on me trying to learn new words and I would always try and stick a new word in a rap. And I guess it was like, I knew that it was like formative in terms of like making music. Like I knew I was going to have to make a bunch of weird music for a couple of years before I knew what I was doing. So I just did that. And um, yeah, I was like a super hip hop purist Mm. for the first couple of years. Like didn't fuck with anything like trappy or whatever. And um so yeah my early music was like super purist boom yeah. rap sort of stuff but just with a weird like nerdy edge edge yeah where did that like nerdy obviously the artist but like was there anything else going on where it, like in your life where it just like that was just your focus at the time yeah or was it like uni, purely yeah. yeah like so I started like writing raps like my first or second year into doing uni and I was doing at the time I was doing um quantum physics and um Oh, I was doing quantum physics and psychology <laughs> and like the psychology um, subject I was doing had a neuroscience aspect so I was just like learning mm. heaps of yeah. shit about like all these different things and 
just having my mind blown on the daily by like just me- like quantum physics is fucked up bro. yeah like proper like, <laughs> every, everything you learn in that just makes you question reality yeah. so I was just writing heaps trippy weird shit you know what I mean yeah and like just filling my brain with information yeah and like those two subjects probably have the biggest like words like in terms of word length and syllables and like actual numbers of letters in those words so you probably like big words yeah, big word things yeah so um, I think like if I listen back to my shit from then I wouldn't even really know what I was talking yeah. about half the time I was like hit him with like the six syllable words yeah. that just like did not mean anything in layman's terms but it was lit because yeah. it I don't know it was just lit yeah. but it was like also like I had to develop making beats as exactly. well as lyrics so but yeah yeah that's that's what shaped the <laughs> early sound um, uni's I think uni's such an interesting place for people that are creative because it like uni can force a lot of complacency on it so it's hard to find motivation creatively when you're sitting at uni doing a class like oh if i don't like if i don't if my raps don't make it or my interviews don't make it well i guess i have this so like it's that like backhand complacency yeah so how did you like keep motivation through like uni and stuff to grind out bars and beats and stuff oh, i feel like it was it was both ways though because i've seen so many people get a degree and then just not do anything with it so i was also at uni being like well i could get this degree and then not get a job so maybe i should do something that'll make me happy like yeah i feel like no matter like as long as i have music like i want to be a successful musician i want to make money i want to turn it into a career but as long as i have it it doesn't matter because if i have like a nine to five job and I can come home and make music and have a passion then it'll make the job easier because I can look forward to something I watch so many people just get a job out of school and move out and now all they do is drink piss and complain about work and it's like yeah mad sick yeah just the 9 to 5 and then oh I got work drinks Friday night yeah bend that into Saturday wake up on Sunday recover go back to work on Monday yeah so I'm not really about that no yeah I don't think any, I don't think anyone fundamentally is. Is about that. I think a lot of people don't know that they're in that and they and they if you explain it to them, they'd probably get pissed off and then realise later that they're not about that. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I ain't trying to preach to anybody, but you know what I'm saying. Like, someone's yeah. someone out here gonna like someone listening is gonna take some hits. <laughs> yeah, someone's gonna be like, damn, I feel attacked. Who knows? Maybe like, just get a hobby in that. Maybe one day they'll... Find some meaning in your life. Maybe they'll um, listen to this and then we'll change their lives. Yeah. Maybe we just inspired a generation of people to go get a model train set and look forward to that when they get home. I don't know. All 25 people listening. We've got to get one out of 25 to actually do something with their life. Let's do it. We're out here inspiring the youth, man. Let's go. Producing. Yes. That's a... I think it's a slept on thing by a lot of people in terms of the learning curve of it yeah when how did you like start producing what was the motivation starting beats was that before rapping or after rapping like, it was how all did that at the same time begin? yeah it was all at the same time um kind of like i yeah i guess i started writing raps and then i was like oh well like i had like one mate that was never ever gonna be like rapping like you, you just demeanor i was like i wanted him to rap but he was like nah so i was like oh make beats and then we like di- we like cracked a bunch of software together and started making beats and just like yeah uh he would just come over and we'd make beats like all the time like always making just weird shit yeah and then i don't know yeah i guess it just developed like we started like a duo we made like a cd that was the one i threw out at my first show i was like just flinging like hundreds of cds out all over the place like at at all these different places across the city 
getting play, getting like finally going into like community radio and and, and rapping on community yeah. radio and um what was the question producing yeah yeah, oh. yeah yeah so like yeah like as as we did that just like kept making more and more beats and then just like developing those skills and then i met a guy sam steenson and he was like this wizard well he is it sounds like i'm talking about a dead guy i always do that he's still alive he he's kicking um he is like he's just like my age and just like this crazy young dude that i met really randomly he was like a janitor at like my parents church yeah. and he and i showed him like my shit and he was like this is mad and then he took me to his place and he had a he had a studio in the shed and he had like 40 50 grand worth of just dope Jesus. equipment yeah. and he was like my and he's like my age so like he just showed me i just watched him make stuff and then everything just went from there yeah. like within a year of like meeting him like all my shit was like i guess like pretty much industry standard sort yeah. of like sound quality whereas before that it was like dog shit yeah so yeah it was mad but was there a beauty in that dog shit stuff do you think like listening back to it like the roughness and edginess of it not oh yeah but like i fucking hate it yeah but, like, <laughs> other people love it yeah They're like whoa this is mad there's heaps raw and i'm just like nah nah <laughs> it's mostly mostly my delivery it was like me finding my voice yeah see i had a higher voice then but i was also yelling mm. trying to like combat that whereas yeah. now i can now i feel comfortable enough to just like literally just talk yeah like on a song you know but it took a long time to find my voice because i was trying to figure out like how do i want to sound like how do i because you know it's it's a tricky it's a tricky climate like australian hip-hop yeah you know you got to find your niche you got to like jump through a, a, a lot of hoops i guess yeah you know just because it's so easy to imitate when you're here mm and it's hard to be entirely natural when there's not a lot to look up to well there is a heaps to look up to but it's hard to look up in such like a growing environment it's still and a not small take, scene yeah exactly it's still a small scene you only got so many people doing yeah doing each sound so you got to find your own or else you're just gonna like yeah. not be anybody i guess how long do you think it took you to like properly be comfortable with your direction and your voice and your beats and stuff and think all right now I feel like, like I've got a, an actual grasp on this. Mm, I don't know. I think like... Or is that an ever-evolving like process of just... It is, yeah. It's ever-evolving. I feel like this year has been a big year for a vision. Like my vision of being like, this is what we're going to do and this is mm. how we're going to do it. I think I was, I was confident with my music. Like it got to a point where I was like, okay, I know my shit's dope. I just need to be put in front of people. Yeah. Like after doing enough free shows... And just like seeing people's reactions and stuff like i knew that we had i knew that i had something yeah but it's just like yeah any, a lot of people can have something but you also got to make it work yeah. like if you want to be successful there's not it's not just the music it's the business it's all that sort yeah. of stuff this year's been a big year for that and also just like branding imagery yeah. what you want to represent like the whole mama's boy thing for me was just trying to find how i can best explain what i'm about yeah. and what i represent and for me it's like mama's boy just fit it was like how how do i explain to everybody that i'm like i don't fuck around but i also love my mom and yeah. i'm like trying to be like a soft gentle yeah. person that also like you don't fuck with yeah and like just you know what i mean just yeah. like all that sort of stuff at once you can't just be like hey this is my album called like I'm trying to be socially conscious, but also don't fuck on me. Yeah. I'm a little bit cool. I love my mom. Like, you don't call it that. You just go like fucking mama's, mama's boy. boy. Like, like, 
I and the, and the thing is like if anyone didn't like me in in the music scene, I know that their first thing they would say is like he's a fucking yeah he's a mama's, mama's boy. boy. So I'm just like yeah fuck you, yeah. mad. <laughs> it's just like a mini defense mechanism. Yeah, but do you think? How was I gonna? How should I phrase this? It's like now that you know that you've got your foot in the door, it's like the first like big statement of like this is actually who I am, and this is like the first like even though obviously you've got like sober and stuff. Yeah. But Mama's Boy is like the first like it's so much kicking more, the door down like yeah that's how actually, I feel yeah. I feel like sober is like sober was like too vague as like a concept, mm. but it was also like that had its own place in setting me yeah. apart because I was chucked into a culture and like I love being part I love being part of the culture but I was chucked into a culture that I didn't really feel at home anywhere like I, I haven't felt at home being thrown into any sort of scene you mm. know what I mean and so I kind of just had to like make my own little thing like yeah. everyone and like not saying like when I dropped sober like I think people took it too literally it's not like yeah, yeah. like I don't really drink that much or like smoke that much but like yeah I get drunk and I smoke a bit of weed and yeah. whatever but like sober was just being like yeah like just like in a scene full of like all this shit like promoting whatever yeah. which I don't have a problem with because I understand people are telling their story yeah. but I'm like telling my story as well and I'm just like yeah I like getting shit done yeah. and I don't like getting fucked up and whatever yeah. and it was just a way to like set myself apart but I feel like mama's boy was just like like yeah. just putting everything on steroids yeah. and like just the whole imagery of the whole thing it was just like hilarious yeah. so yeah it was good yeah it's just and like I think every artist goes gets to a point where their branding becomes really self-aware yeah they don't take themselves too seriously anymore and, yeah and they just get it like they understand it from their point of view like if I take myself too seriously it's not gonna yeah. you know and Mama's Boy was like like watching that from like someone that's new to the scene from like from me, my perspective yeah. And being able to like see this new artist, their branding's really strong. It's Mama's Boy. It's witty. It's hilarious. It mm. makes it really easy for me to hop in at this point. Yeah. And that what if you know what I mean? Like yeah, uh, I feel like a lot of people have been able to jump in and and like it's just like you look at it and you're like, oh, this looks like something. Yeah. To check out. You it's know? not too intimidating or anything. Yeah. Like that. And it's like just a bit different, bro. Like you just see like, I think the main thing for me was like the 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 statement about that was just owning it, like like I've just been telling people like so much lately like just to own it as in like if you fuck up own it if you do something wrong own it just like own it like don't be a bitch about it yeah exactly and like yeah like I'm a mama's boy exactly it's just like fucking whatever I I can still do shit yeah like (laughs) you're still a boss yeah there's no shame in loving your mum yeah and it's not it's not like it's all about like loving your mum either it's like I'm a mama's boy like I fucking I don't know yeah it's just it is what it is it is what it is bro like the fans can decide what it is yeah they can figure it out let's talk yeah Mm. well now that we're here let's talk through some tracks obviously ASMR is like the big slapper (laughs) man I remember (laughs) listening to that for the first time it was just like my brother in the car on you nerve because I put it on yeah like I didn't really look at the features or take account or he hadn't even seen the features yeah and then he plays it and like I run it and I'm like what the fuck like with Raj's first verse yeah and dude. then the thing I love about that song it like it goes up like it's like at your neck for Raj verse and then you like roll it back like yeah and then yeah it, it's like four verses but it doesn't feel like just straight no aggression or like, or like whatever but that track came about I don't know if you've seen the Triple J Cypher with me yeah with yeah the, that one with the so beat that, yeah, yeah that beat was on that and then 
that was what a year and a half ago and then triple one commented on it and it was marty just being like that nerve beat and whatever <laughs> he's like oh my god that nerve beat because all the beats on that cypher were mine and that was like a big flex for me yeah. like went on triple j with like because in that cypher bro like um i felt like the little bro like it mm. was husky alex jones and chill and yeah. i was there like my thoughts after that was like why, why was i even in that yeah. like these dudes are fucking crazy like I was just happy that they were my beats because I was like, I was doing my thing. Yeah. If if that cipher happened now, I would be like, fuck yeah, like I should be here. Yeah. And like I'm gonna own it. So I was like, like I wasn't as confident then. I don't think. And, but it was mad. It was mad having them like yeah. rap on that beat. And then like, Marty and Triple One just like, they just wouldn't shut up about <laughs> it. And it was like such a simple beat, and it was mad. So it was like we have to do something yeah. but it just like you know shit has to happen naturally and like we didn't link up that much and I think that was even before I met them yeah and then A-Bomb tour like this is like almost a year later year after that and like um, we had a show in Melbourne and Raj came down for it he did the mm. main support and we were just sitting in the Airbnb and Raj's manager was just like oh yeah so Raj did this and like I don't even remember sending him the beat <laughs> like I think I did just like I sent him a bunch it. of beats <laughs> trying to get Raj on something and then like I remember sending in the beat and like then they just hit play and I was just like what the fuck yeah. and then I was like this has to happen like, yeah. Raj's verse I was like done yeah. and then like I sent Marty and, 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 and Obi that verse and they had like a verse back in a week and then I was like alright let's do it Yeah. so yeah it came out sick yeah are you like go back to that cypher had they like rapped on your beats before like recognised your beats before those guys or was it was that the first time they knew going, I made beats. Yeah. Like, they knew I made all my own shit. Like, we'd all known each... Oh, fuck. Uh, we'd all known each other for, like, at least a year at that point. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I've met most of those... I think I met Husky November 2017. So, that was, like, April 2018. Yeah. Right. Flea, probably a bit earlier. So, yeah. Like, I'd known them all for, like, mm. six to eight months. And they all knew I made beats yeah. and shit. Like, we all had mad respect yeah. for each other. Easy. But um, it was more just, like... I was still new like Husky Husky been around for a bit and it was just, it's just Husky bro like you yeah. just don't knock it like Husky's yeah, no. the goat yeah he is Flea's been around for ages Chill's been around for ages you know what I mean and like and, and also like I just feel like those dudes are just like heavy in the game man. yeah like, so I was just like sitting there like holy shit yeah <laughs> and like I went on there at the, as well I went on there being like I'm gonna wear my hair out and look like Otto the fucking bus driver yeah. and just look way out of place yeah. like on purpose because it was like three like goats and yeah. then like who is this guy yeah. but even if they're like who is this guy people will either be like who is this guy he spits dope yeah. but he looks weird or yeah. like who is this guy fuck this guy and regardless they'll be like they'll remember my face yeah. you know what I mean like I'm on Triple J with like yeah. them and like I, I think I held my own yeah. I just don't think I was as confident then as yeah. I am now yeah. I remember that cypher was crazy because you three were going and then everyone's just waiting for Husky to like spit yeah. and then he spits like a whole fucking like yeah. proper there's heaps that was cut out of that that was gold like that cypher on YouTube was it like 10 minutes yeah. long that original was like half an hour and Jesus. they and they spat on like way more of my beats like we had like boom bap beats that like there was just one bit where like it was one of my hip hop beats and, and Husky, what well, Husky spat on it. If that was like on YouTube, that would have like a million views easily by now. Like he killed it. It's just that they were trying to like, the process of getting people to into Aussie hip hop, yeah. like I'm pretty sure like, I feel like Triple J or like whatever, I had to be like very selective with what yeah. they put up because they didn't want to like, like yeah. it's just raw shit. Yeah, man. exactly. Yeah, it's just raw shit. At the same time as well, if 
if I'm scrolling through just looking for Aussie hip hop or whatever and there's like this super intimidating 30 minute sci-fi I'd be like oh shit yeah. I can't suit through all this yeah. but because they've put it in this like 10 minute yeah. enjoy like have a like a little dabble in what Aussie yeah. hip hop is it's like that has its benefits too as well yeah 100% Instead yeah. of spinning some fucking debauchery for forty five minutes, yeah, well, that's like, like what the grime ciphers end up being yeah. like. It's like it's like an hour of like fifteen MCs yeah. going. Bah, 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 bah. Yeah. it's mad for people that love grime, yeah. but it's less digestible for like yeah. other people. Yeah, for the for the groove in the mood, for the normies. <laughs> no, not groove in the mood. That's <laughs> fucking harsh as. But you know, like, mm. yeah, um, ASMR. Yeah. Fuck, what Big a song! Slapper. Yeah. Big slapper. I love that one. I remember, yeah. I just the film clip as well went hard as well like just everything about came out mad yeah yeah Raj kicking the door down yeah getting up off the toilet it was mad what house was that or did you just hire that it that was out? Bodega Bodega oh. studio <clears throat> shit yeah there's like eight studios in that house wow it's sick yeah just yeah. like rummaging through it Brockhampton yeah, it vibes yeah, like, yeah yeah um gone stupid yeah that, that beat is crazy the siren is like, is it even a siren what is it like the, it's, uh, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just like a trumpet or something Shit. yeah it's just like so simple too yeah I don't know I made that that was we, we started a new studio in like May or like just before May and um, that was the first beat I made in the studio I actually had a mate living there and he's like raps a little bit but not a whole lot and I was like oh let me let's go downstairs like I was really psyched so I was like oh let me make you a beat mm. and I was like oh shit and I was like in the studio I was like making him a beat and I made that and then halfway through, I was just like, I think I'm going to take this one. <laughs> and then, yeah, so like, I don't know, it just happened. Most of the songs, like most of the songs that I like best or that I'm like most proud of, they just happen like yeah. really quick. And like, I don't think about it too much. You hear that a heap. I'm more yeah. just like, organic shit's the best. Like if you're grinding at a song for four weeks straight, it just doesn't work. Yeah. I know like, Triple One can do it because like if they're grinding out a song for ages it's probably because Bill is like unhappy with someone's vocal <laughs> take and he's just getting them to do it a hundred times until it's perfect That's yeah. What, yeah Bill Bill's a Bill's yeah he's hectic with that but like in terms of the idea concept vibe all that shit you yeah. can get that down in half an hour yeah and for me because I make beats like as soon as I've got a melody and a bass line and like a little bit of drums like most of the time I don't want to waste my energy finishing the beat I'll yeah. write the whole song while I'm making the beat yeah. finish writing the song finish making the beat in like an hour or two mm. and then I'll just go straight to the studio and record it and that's like generally what happens yeah. with like the best tracks yeah Does and it? like yeah. I hear it from producers and like whether in like the dance world or whatever the hip hop world it's like um, what's it, like 90% of the work gets done in 10% of the time and then like finishing off that 10% at the end is like what takes ages yeah it's like you just get this like ah, and yeah. you like like for me it's like I can hear the whole song, I can hear the whole song start to finish when I get that like little bit like yeah. I could hear like just a small little progression and just be like bang this is the whole song I know exactly how it's gonna go yeah. and then it just like then it's just you know, done and then all the touch ups later yeah. but yeah it's pretty much just like that. Eh? So I was I had to write that song I didn't have to write it up, but I got shot through to my email for purple sneakers. Oh yeah, I was yeah. like oh fuck let's check this shit out. And then I was like, um, when the, not beat changes, but when like, it's just like a snare or something, it's like with my Greek boys eating pet of it, yeah. I'm like, I'm fucking sold, bro. Yeah. That's it, I'll take it. Yeah, fuck So yeah. what's the... The Greek boys. Do you have Greek mates or something? Yeah, Sammy, Sammy <laughs> Mack. He's like, he's, um, he's my G, man. Like he's, he hype mans and DJs like a lot of my shows. Right. Like he's kind of like touring with me like everywhere I go at the moment. 
and he's doing his thing he's real similar to me he like writes records mixes produces all his own shit he um i guess like when i met that dude i was talking about before that taught me all my stuff sammy came along about six months later and did the same thing oh right so that dude taught us both heaps of stuff and i taught sammy stuff and like we just worked together for ages and then sammy just developed his sound and um yeah i was just and also like the new studio we're at is under a house Mm. so like sammy runs a studio with me and then one of the housemates is also like mega greek as well so i was just like yeah fuck yeah like greek boys like i feel like you can't fuck with greeks bro like like you can like if you're like a nazi or a racist or whatever you can hate like black people or like you can hate whatever and if you're like if you're like if you're like whatever you can hate white people and shit but there's just like greeks like what are you gonna like i don't know bro like it's like it's like greeks like I don't know. It's just like Greeks are just mad. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so Bro, I was just when like, you, this is sick. I don't know if they've taught you, but they probably have. When you go home, look up Oki Day. Oki Day. Yeah. Ask your Greek mates about it. Okay. okay. And it's like the biggest Greek, like where Greeks don't fuck with anything like you'll ever witness in your life. Okay. Okay. It's like, sick. It's like the Italians tried to invade Greece in um, World War Two. And yeah. the Greeks said, nah, fuck off. And, fu- and fucked them off. Like, <laughs> it's the most Greek thing ever. And it's like our national fucking day of pride. Like, yeah, mad. Just telling Italians to get fucked. Yeah, dude. I reckon just <laughs> Greeks, Greeks just go hard. And they just don't fuck around. What's the goat Greek meal, but? The goat Greek meal? Yeah. I had a... Um, I don't know if this is Greek. I'm pretty sure it's Greek. But this one time, I missed my flight to Melbourne on Tiger. And I, got a, I had to pay, pay for a Qantas flight. Yeah. And I was so gutted. I paid 300 bucks. But I got a Gosleme on the flight. Nah, it's not is that great. Lebanese? Bro, cut that out. <laughs> no, okay. Cut that out. I, I, I told you I wasn't sure if it was great. No, that, you did preface it with that. So we're good. No, nah, man. I can't even remember. Slovakia, bro. Lamb roast. Yeah, we, we had... Oh, because there was three. No, there was two greek housemates and we had three housemates upstairs two of them were greek and then sammy so like we had three greek yeah. dudes and then that in that music video we were having dinner at one of the greek grandma's yeah. places that's so iconic what did she make man it was like a lasagna yeah, was like- oh pastizio probably yeah, was it like yeah. did it have a thick layer of cream at the top yeah yeah was the pasta not like sheets but like actual pasta but like in a lasagna form i think so yeah pastizio, bro. that's it some hard dope. shit it was dope. That's about as horny as hey, it Martin. gets. Martin, come here. ASMR is ASM, a good song, eh? Oi, how did you discover the ASMR beat? Off the um, Triple J freestyle. Yeah, it was Marty. Dumb. Marty made it happen. Proof. Yeah, I commented, I was like, this beat's fire, and everyone liked it. Yeah. <laughs> Big Marty. Big Marty on the Big beat. Big Martin V. <laughs> yeah. What a cracker. Yeah. Yeah, going stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, that beat. Just the way it changes and moves. But like listening back to sober, and then I thought this now listening back, listening back to Mama's Boy, because like your sounds become a lot more refined. Like even though you said at the start, like there's a lot more bars. You were saying like all these complex bars and shit. I feel like you've like you're still evolving on that. Where now like the songwriting is like to an even higher tier. Like the bars are still there. Don't get me wrong, but the songwriting is a higher tier. Yeah, it's something that you notice like internally as well. Yeah, I think. Um a big thing for me was playing live shows has really dictated how I write music mm. because I played so many live shows. The year I made Sober, I played so many live shows with a lot of different people. And I think watching, just watching people, like watching Chill rock a set and like watching other people rock a set just like taught me heaps about like what gets a crowd going. 
and I started really I think mama's boy like one of the main things that I it, you can see through the whole thing is like you can listen to pretty much like any song on that and see how it would go at a live show mm. there's a lot of like a lot of the stuff on sober is like verse hook verse hook in in mama's boy it's like there's bridges there's dropouts yeah. there's little breakdowns and stuff and like it all just goes off at live shows because yeah. i can like hype the crowd up there's times for people to chill out and there's times for people to go nuts yeah. and like it's all just really crowd involved because um getting people to go wild at a show is like the most satisfying part about pretty much all of this you know yeah. i just love having people go nuts and that's why it's been such a sick tour because like people went nuts <laughs> in Newcastle you're only two shows in as well in Sydney yeah. man like people went proper stupid it was sick stupid stupid <laughs> yeah it's mad going stupid yeah I feel like the thing that I mainly picked up and you hear it a lot in Aussie hip hop world which is like which is what like one of the best things is there are moments in the verses that are so hype like it doesn't have to just be the hook that people sing along to like mm. like just moments in verses that are really important and like just massive hooks and like yeah. massive catchphrases and shit mm. that really keep people in especially during longer verses like on Gone Stupid yeah I feel like um, I feel like in America got a lot of artists that like you don't even really need to know what they're saying they just sound cool mm. in Australia it's like pretty much at the moment it's like all about what you're saying yeah like you just I watched like Husky and Chill and just watched like what bars went off at shows you know mm. and it's always just the ones that like you know like it's like the same bro like you hear one four everyone's just like look who wants it yeah like, exactly most simple thing yeah like who wants it or just like retaliation yeah. is a must <laughs> ain't no maybe zips or butts it's like you gotta write something that people can just be like anyone yeah. can say because you got like nine to five is listening to one four and like just being in their car like <laughs> yeah you know what i mean you got like just i don't know i just focus really hard on like writing something that other people could yeah. resonate with that also like I resonate with too yeah I think in Australia we're so proud of our vernacular and our words and stuff as well mm. so that's why we're so like in terms of like all our slang everything yeah. in that regard is like so everyone's so proud of it here so now that people are really embracing our language and our phrase and like what people say in Western Sydney or what people say in Brisbane or what people say in inner West yeah. Sydney and bringing that to bars everyone's like holy shit this is how we speak like this yeah. is actually us I think that there was definitely a stage where like I wasn't as proud of it so I've been getting like you know I feel like using it more and like yeah now I'm like yeah it's mad it's like it's it's helped how much everyone's backing like the Australian scene yeah. it helps us feel like we can do what like is natural and get and have support for that yeah. so yeah it's mad cricket bars are the best as well yeah yeah <laughs> Ever since that Triple J song, yeah. it's like little... Do you see that little Chazza kid from the UK? Oh, and the guy that reacts to all yeah, the videos yeah, yeah. and stuff. And he yeah. was like, we got cricket bars, <laughs> And I was like, okay, this is working now. Like, but, this is mad. Um, You had a Bradman bar in the yeah. Walk Talk part too, right? Yeah, breaking yeah. boundaries like Don Bradman in his heyday. I think that's like a good bar too. It's like, I'm breaking boundaries, but he's yeah. hitting boundaries, yeah. You know. It's a classic, classic. And then like Chill commented on it and he's like, only my Don Bradman yeah. can get that because that's his five, five yeah. days test match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like mad. Um, benders, eats or us. Uh, test matches, me, eats or Look, I love, look. <laughs> eats, like test match, eats. But 
not necessarily for me. Yeah. I just, I, I got it. I've got to, I don't know, bro. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I like to conserve myself. Hey. My whole thing is like a planned vendor. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Like I can mentally prepare, yeah. have good feeds before, heap of water before. But unplanned benders are fucking so arced. Yeah, it's it's arced for me because um, I've just got a lot on my plate. Like, I can't yeah. rock up to a city and just be like, okay, I'm going to perform and not think about anything until my set. Like, I'm the one that loads up the USBs. I'm the one that, like, does... When yeah. we go recording in between shows, like, I'm the one that's engineering the yeah. session. Like, i got too much going on in my head for a bender because, like, I'm just, like kind of like a high functioning stress yeah. head so like if I bend then I'm just gonna get sick mm. and like it's just how it is and I fucking hate being sick yeah. I hate being not at like 100% productivity yeah. so love love getting my drink on like after a show Yeah, but I don't drink any other time otherwise I just fall asleep and get depressed <laughs> you know what I mean like I have to be it's like buzzing mood. Yeah. yeah I have to be buzzing off something mm. so just yeah straight energy yeah I can like I could bend a sober like yeah, I could, I could like bend up like I'll get lit off other people's energy. energy like if I was in a room with 10 gacked people I'd be basically that's gacked enough, yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. <laughs> like yeah I was on in Nui I was on Barocca Vodka Red Bulls and like everyone thought that I'd been spiked with MDMA because I was like that's so wide yeah. bro after the set because this okay this tour has been like the first tour where like i come out on stage and everyone's like i felt like everyone was going nuts when they saw me and mm. they all knew every lyric to every yeah. song and i was just like this is crazy that's like a massive change that's a massive change in vibe to just playing a show and having a crowd love mm. you is like when they see you and they freak the fuck out is like crazy and that mm. energy just like got me like yeah. i ran backstage after the set and did like 50 push-ups and then just like got super smashed i kicked the dj off at the club and like dj for an hour and like i because like the staff like they were fans and i was oh, just, right, like, yeah. i was smashed like bro he like handed me a case of red bull and i just dropped the whole thing and i was like oh can i dj now? <laughs> and like we kicked the dj off and i dj for an hour and just cleared the room out like because i was just playing like yeah. shit that i like like they were playing like dancing queen by abba and yeah. i just dropped into like the heaviest dubstep <laughs> But I was just having a mad time. All right, let's hold that dubstep. Do you like watch dance music and stuff? Like, what's DJing for you? Um, Is it like an actual thing that I just DJ. you could have embarked? I, I love DJing. I, I've only started doing it like the last year, but I have so much fun with it just because it's like a chance for me to listen to whatever the fuck mm. I want. That's why I think I don't. Loud. That's why I clear the room. Yeah. Because I'm in there and I'm not, I don't give a fuck about who's in front yeah. of me. I'm just trying to DJ. Like, um, but usually what I do is like, uh, I have this one DJ mix on my USB and it's just like we had a net we had a no one network birthday party and an hour before the party I just went on my Spotify playlist and I was like boom 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 just yeah. YouTube to MP3 yeah. like shit quality <laughs> every awesome. song yeah. and then I just rocked up and like did my first DJ set but because of producing and mixing and mastering and all that shit it just came heaps naturally so I think yeah. I was like pretty good at it to start with I just like did all these weird like remixes and shit or like mashups yeah. live and like people thought people were like like really liking it so i was like oh cool and now i just want to dj like if i get lit all i want to do is dj <laughs> so it's mad i want to hear my music loud not this dick yeah, 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 yeah. and then i just I, I was playing my own shit <laughs> and newcastle too i was playing my own shit because i had fans there like being like 
play all, play on tick play all this shit off like my old album and i was like man i haven't got that so, okay, yeah it was good fun oh, djs yeah fucking crazy yeah what are we talking about going stupid yeah yeah what's next um i got bow yeah obviously the heaviest track i don't wanna, like you know bring shit up but yeah 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 how does it feel like reflecting on such a dark time is it like a massive weight off the shoulders for you do you feel i think um it wasn't like super crazy because like i guess like the whole the whole thing about it is like when it all that shit happened i was a baby so like it mm. did not affect me the way it like affected like my mom and my dad but i just knew like i was just thinking like I think a problem I had with music for a while was being like, what have I got to say? Like when I started, I was just like rapping about rap and like hip hop and like rapping and shit. And then like, I was just like, nah, I have to be telling, like, I have to tell my own story. And I, and then I was, had a thought, I was like, oh, well like what's happened? Like, you know, when I, I feel like if you say you got to tell your story and you say a lot of people like, oh, what's your story? They'll just be like, oh, like, I don't know. I got nothing to talk mm. about, but everybody has something to talk yeah. about. And I had the thought, I was like, oh, well, nothing's happened to me. And then I was like, oh, actually, nah, like a lot of shit's happened with my mm. family. So I was like, I kind of just made it a mission. I was like, I've got to write a song about yes. this. And um, it came out really randomly, hey. Like I... Because the, the beat sort of like fucking hits. It's really eerie. Yeah. It's really eerie, creepy beat. That's why it's like cool, yeah. I feel like. It's really like, I don't know. It's, it's like chilling yeah. in a way. And like, I was it like... I wrote that song in a room full of people like they were all like I was in a room full of people like having a sesh yeah and I was like I don't know it was just super weird mm. like they were all like smoking in the in the corner and I just like hit a vibe I don't yeah. know I was like I gotta write about this and like I just sat down with headphones on and like wrote the whole song and I was just like because I was trying to be delicate with it man like yeah it's a delicate thing I don't think my mom's heard it or like anyone's heard it but but yeah I guess I'll hear it eventually exactly and like right. I knew I had to write something about it I was actually going to interview them about it and like ask them a lot more questions because yeah. I think a lot of that came from like I didn't know like anything about like there was just one day when I was like what actually like happened like that day like what the hell was that day like like the narrative of it yeah and I like uh, I like asked my mom about it and she told me the story and I was like that's so fucked up yeah but like no, it was really good to get it out and like actually tell a story about myself. Yeah. And I feel like it's just nestled in there nicely. Like I don't need to shove it down anybody's no. throat. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was it was just nice to have it on there and have it get it out. And like a lot of people felt it. And um, it was crazy having people like know the words and everything to that at yeah. the show. And like yeah, it was sick. My little experience, like really cool to pull it out at a show yeah. and just like tell people a big story about some stuff yeah, and like, like actual... I feel like I tried to bring it back and make it like inspirational yeah. and not just like a yeah that's what story. I mean so it yeah. starts off like sort of slaps you in the face a bit but then oh. all the motivation vibes all the really like make it like holy shit this is like mm. because on its own if you just told that sad story it's like it's the end of it'd be lame done. yeah it'd be lame but it'd be like why yeah and then it goes back into ASMR like, after it so yeah. it's like you tell this motivational thing and then it's like look where we are now yeah 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 so that's yeah that's what it's for I guess because it's pretty confronting but then like and I, at a show like the way I perform it is very it's really accentuates that like it's really like dark for the first half mm. and like I'll be looking at the ground and, and like being like blah 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 but then as soon as like the shit kicks in like 
everyone's back into it and like jumping and like I'm, yeah. I'm connecting with the crowd and stuff and like they're all feeling it so it's like yeah. a good good moment yeah damn heavy yeah. shit yeah my bro I'll tell you a good story about that after okay the thing yeah man um yeah how would you describe like obviously very dynamic in terms of like oh you can rap on some soul shit rap on some boom bap shit rap on some grime stuff rap mm. on some trap stuff where do you think you feel most comfortable if there is a most comfortable at this point of your career um the tough question to ask yeah i don't know i i just feel comfortable in like a like with it depends on who i'm with i mm. reckon at the moment i'm trying to like network and work with other artists and like find the next sound because i think that i limit myself by working with like only myself sometimes like i've on that ep or like out of the last like 50 tracks i've dropped i've probably got like four beats that aren't mine yeah so like i've been trying to just work with all sorts of different artists and i've been working with like i've been going way outside the box like i've been trying to work with a lot of singers i've been working a little bit with adrian eagle as well yeah. he's a boss um i've just been yeah i don't know like i don't think it's a style i think it's an energy yeah. like the, the person i'm with or like yeah but like definitely like at the moment it's like that sort of like high tempo like trappy sort yeah. of like steez because you can go half or double and um but I've also been working on melodies and singing yeah. a lot more. So I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to it's say. Just people. Yeah, it's it's all about people and like energy. Who's even if they're not involved in making a song. Like if Joe's at the studio with me, mm. and like he's just watching, that helps. Yeah. Because he has like, I feel like with music, like it doesn't matter how much music you make, if you're talking about the vibe of a song and the energy, everyone's opinion has just as much weight. Yeah. Like Joe, who's never like produced or whatever, he could, he was in the studio when we made a bomb, and he like made that song sound like how it sounded. Yeah, because he like was an just, A&R. Yeah, he team. was just like, make it sound more distorted, <laughs> make it sound more distorted. It's funny how distort that shit. Yeah, but yeah, it's Miami all about things. people. Yeah, yeah, that's what makes me feel comfy. Yeah. So like, but even though like you almost described it like just producing by yourself can be limiting, I reckon it's defined your sound so much, and it's given you that like leg up for sure yeah well it also means that like i'm never gonna drop anything that i don't fuck with because i know exactly what i like yeah um and i know how to talk to people about music because i know all the terminology and yeah. stuff and i think it's it it brings me doing all that shit brings the right people to me because the right people will come to me with the respect that like if like if the right people have looked into my music and understand that i like produce mix and master they're gonna have a level of, a level of respect that only someone who understands yeah. that shit would have yeah. and so like when i work with people and they understand that it's just a nice energy mm. they like know yeah that like i'm about it and like i know that they're about it yeah. and like like it's it makes me i don't know what i'd do without it because yeah. i think it's a big asset of mine and like for example like last weekend um adrian eagle was in town for a show and we were just chilling and and like we're mates and but we're in different very different spheres in like australian music but i've really wanted to like work with him for a long time yeah because he's just incredible and i was like and he was he was like let's go to the studio tomorrow and i was like cool like i'll pick you up blah 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 and i know he makes like aussie stoles so that next morning i was like 
boom, Adrian Eagle, Aussie Soul, boom. And like I made a beat in like a half hour, went and picked him up and showed him in the car. And he was like, done, let's done. do it. And by the end of the day, we had like a demo, you know? So like I can like match someone's vibe. Like I, I feel like I can like talk to someone for five minutes yeah. about music and then make something just for them yeah. and like nail it. So that's why I like, that's what it does yeah. for me. Yeah. It's becoming like not a trend, but a very like positive trend in the sense like, see Tyler the creator uses it in all his branding now yeah um, like JPEG Mafia like makes it like a thing it's like I produce mix master all my shit yeah and then like you as well and like having even for Triple One having an internal producer as well yeah does that for them as well where they're so dynamic and so always cut through original sound yeah yeah 100% like I don't think there's like a nerve type beat you know what I mean yeah no but I feel like there's I'm never gonna do a something type beat I don't know yeah, yeah it just works true yeah what what else do you do in your life Nerve? what else do you enjoy any leisurely activities that you enjoy anything casual anything outside of music that's you as a person that uh, people rocket sleep league. on rocket, rocket league's league, hard bro. as fucking rocket do you play that shit I did for a bit but it started getting me fucking dizzy and shit like I started wigging it yeah, like every time I played like I'd feel I felt like booting yeah, every single time dedication bro it's all about dedication did you play on a computer or a uh, console like Xbox and that's Xbox, probably why Xbox One yeah Nah, man, that's like, I don't relax enough and lately I've been playing a lot of Rocket League and I feel like that's my time to shut off. <laughs> Did you take your shoes off? Yeah, I took them off because I realised that they're like nasty, but yeah, whatever. But yeah. Rocket League. Rocket League, man. I've been playing too much Rocket League, but I've also been doing too much music. So. Yeah. Nah, um, I guess uni, if that's like an activity that I like, I guess. Like I do like uni. Yeah. Rocket League, I play a bit of football. Uh, what position? Striker. Hang on. Soccer. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. I know yeah, exactly what you're yeah, talking yeah. about. Striker. Yeah. yeah. I kick the goals, bro. <laughs> Trust me, I got skills. Actually, <laughs> Apocalypse Tour with like Smash Brothers, Mitchos, all that. We had a penalty shootout yeah. in Lisbon. No one will tell you, but I won. <laughs> Everyone's salty. Everyone was so salty. I smashed them. They were all like, thought they were the best. I was like, nah, bro. Get ready for a young gun. <laughs> That's you know, so man. chronic. Mm. Soccer's, soccer culture is like so fun. I love soccer. Like Premier League, like just as what it is culturally yeah, in Australia and UK as well. Like It's dominates. fucking crazy, bro. But yeah, like I don't play enough. But when I do, I love it. It's good yeah. stress release and like being fit and stuff. All exercises, I think. Yeah, I guess I like, I do exercise to yeah. keep myself sane mostly. Like, I used to have bad back problems so I exercise and then now I also exercise just so I don't get like depressed yeah. or whatever yeah. so like yeah and also just so I can be fucking jacked yeah <laughs> how do you stay like healthy both mentally and physically while on tour though because um, of how intense it is don't go on tour too much yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no like I don't know we'll see like, if it gets to a point where I'm doing like a like fucking 20 stop tour all back to back which I do hope happens one day because I do want to like I like the idea of, I like routine mm. and I feel like it'd be pretty fun to be like trying to hop around Australia and not die. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be Survival. interesting. Yeah. But, um, I guess like we've never done a tour that's been so extensive that that anything's been a problem. Mm. I think this week's a big week because we've got like two big shows this weekend and then Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then I'm shooting a music video for two days mm. in Melbourne like it, this has been the most packed like Joe has been ha having to really manage and be a fucking manager 
this week. He's got to actually do his job. Yeah, you know what I mean? He's got to do his job. Yeah, he's been going hard. Yeah. Um, uh, so I've been rolling around with a bum bag filled with vitamin C, Manuka honey, Barocca. Um, I've been like, I, I stopped smoking because, um, yeah, I had like a chest infection yeah. for like six months um, and just didn't do anything about it. Finally went on antibiotics, felt better in two days. Shit. I was just kicking myself. And, um, like, yeah, so I was like, nah, fuck this, not smoking. Because, like, what I do is, like, I, like, won't drink or anything for a month. Mm. And I'll have a show interstate, get super excited because I see all these people I love, stay up all night, get really drunk and smoke, like, a whole pack of ciggies. And, like, as if that's not going to make you sick. Yeah, exactly, for, like, us. Yeah, and then, like, and then I go back home. And there's so many times, like, go on tour do all these shows and as soon as I get back to Brizzy I get like a four, like six hours sleep and then I'm going to work or something yeah. like, you know what I mean like I've got to go do shit and it's like ta- it's super taxing but I think um, I've just been trying my best to rest Yeah. a lot of the time I can't chill out like even when I say like I play a lot of Rocket League like that's only recently like it took me a long time like I used to not be able to play video games because I'd sit down and be like what am I doing yeah, sure. what am I doing yeah. I've got to do some shit but I've really like a started to value rest yeah because being run down and getting sick like there's nothing you can do about mm. it you have to rest yeah yeah i feel like that's such a uni value that gets instilled like yeah. i can't sit down and do nothing because uni just pushes this culture of like you can always be doing something you can yeah. always be reading you can always be studying so even like when i do my creative shit it's like oh like even when i'm done with uni sort of with uni that like value just keeps getting like fucking like that anxiety gets pushed in my brain like i can always be doing something different like there's no yeah. time to chill fucked mm. last thing to talk about no one network what yeah. is no one network to someone that knows absolute zero about it no one network is our collective i would say it's our brand um kyle golly that does all my music videos and just a, just like has always backed me from day one he runs pretty much runs no one network so he does a lot of like well he obviously has his own merch line mm. um he does the majority of my music videos he has a he has a big hand in um our visual art merch designs general like when we tour and we go to a city it's like yeah you want to like sort out a com you want to go do a show blah 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 kyle and like no one network is the is the is the entity that like figures out like who are the people in this city that are like OGs and know mm-hmm. shit about the culture? Yeah. Let's find them and hang out with them and yeah. learn about like, I would not have met like the majority of the people that I've met in this music industry that like are the best people or the people that like I've learned so much from is because of Kyle Golly and like no one network and like him doing his thing and yeah. networking. Like it's just all about networking yeah. and it's like our brand, like, you know like we're pushing a brand we're pushing a culture um and yeah it's kind of just that like um like no one network is like i guess like the studio that we run out of is like no one network studio um yeah it's kind of just like the culture it's not just the music it's it's art it's modeling it's photography it's like everything just all in one it's like it's it's just our vibe yeah just yeah. a framework as well to, for people to indulge in that yeah and it's mad to mm. just like push something like that like yeah. I can't run around being like nerve 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 I'm yeah. the best I'm the best it's like nah this is my crew yeah. and like I fuck with them so yeah 
gives you a place to link. Yeah. Final thing, ask everyone. You have to like neck nominate someone that should come on here and get interviewed. Ooh. The neck nominate. Neck nominate. Yeah. Ah. Uh, shit. Yeah, yeah, Aaliyah or Glow. If you haven't heard of him, um, Glow opened the Sydney show. She's a beast. Kev put me onto her when I was looking for an opening act, and I was like, she's only just dropped her first song, and she's a beast. Mm-hmm. And um, Aaliyah, who I also met like two days ago, she's a beast. Um, she hasn't got any music out yet, but she will soon, and I reckon she's going to pop off. So. Yeah, keep her in mind. Done. Yeah. Parry Talks. Big boys. No from talks. Brizzy. You already know. Cheers for coming on. My G. Get to the shows. Oh, fuck. That probably would have happened by the time this is out. Adelaide, Hobart, Melbourne. <laughs> it's probably already happened and sold the fuck out because we're gods. But fuck you. <laughs> Mama's Boy Tour, Triple Platinum. Go stream that shit. Yeah. Always. Go stream that shit. Suck me. Let's go.